Welcome to the Mad Writers Union. Speculative destruction, one episode at a time. I'm Jay Wolf. I'm Tim Berger. And I'm Nina Niskanen. And this time, Jay is going to tell us all about her writing method. Oh, I am, right? <laughs> all about yeah. it. Yeah. Did, did you not it. know? Did, did you not get the memo? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not getting your TPS reports? <laughs> Yeah. Wow. You know, the sad thing is, Tim, you have that guy's voice. Oh, yeah. I've known this. I didn't know that. I didn't put that together. I mean, you're incredibly Minnesotan, but I didn't put that together. We're going to need to have you come in on Saturday. Thanks a lot. You should see me do it with the coffee cup, too. It's pretty awesome. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Not having All right. coffee for this. That's got to be a that's got to be a record for us. I derailed us in like what t- ten seconds? Not can, even. That was under can, a minute. <laughs> I think we're at two now. Uh, anyway, okay. that's alright. So I'm in the middle of an, a, a roughly first draft of a novel, and I mean to be fair, I've I've technically written this novel before. <laughs> but, but I haven't well, really part of this it. novel before. Have you ever actually finished? I've written the end on it twice. Yes, but okay. you didn't write the. I stuff didn't write in the, the stuff that is. I didn't write the stuff that I now consider to be quintessential to the story. I had yes. stories, like the mushy, I had stories with these the characters, and they were not good stories because they were nanos. And while sure. I love. Yeah. National Novel Writing Month. We broke up a couple of years ago. <laughs> it's still awkward. It, it's not. It's not. It. It's you know. It, it's, it's. It's me. It's definitely it's not you. like it's not you. It's right. me. And I yeah. wholeheartedly endorse it for anyone who needs a reason to write a novel. Plus, it can be it, fun. It's, it's amazingly fun. It's fun. I just. Yep. I crank out just completely unfixable shit when I write it there. Yeah. So I have yep. I have to not Been do there. it. So anyways, so this is the first time I'm tackling it without having word count pressure. I'm just sort of writing what I write and mm-hmm. keeping a pretty steady pace that I'm more or less happy with. But so at some point we were talking about methods for writing a a book like this and i am one of those people who has to take a sort of essentially tribal approach the typical view of a writer is the solitary person sitting at a desk banging away on their keyboard and and that's hating themselves because they can't get it right yes exactly on the keyboard and sobbing and writing in a a lone whiskey sodden haze and for me that's just not fair (laughs) for me that's to be for me that's such a small part of the process (laughs) right yes it's whiskey sodden yes it's a lot of sadness and crying but i also i have a team of people on whom i must sort of lean if i'm able to do the work 
to get the draft yes. out. Because of the way that I process story, I generally process in in chunks and sort of fit them together. And sometimes they're in order and sometimes they are not. Mm-hmm. So I so I've cultivated these people and I refer to them as my alpha readers. Uh, they're the sort of mm-hmm. they're the people that I I will throw a couple thousand words at them and say, like, what do you think of this? Even just, you know, context free, because they have at least a working knowledge of the universe that I'm stuck in. <laughs> you know, they they've right. they have some idea what I'm working with. They know my characters, that kind of thing. And uh, I think it was actually Nina who wanted to know how this was different from critique. Because we've talked about critique. Because there is a difference. Yeah, we've talked about critique. And for me, this methodology is really different um, from critique in that I am handing over vomit draft material to essentially figure out what I'm doing with it. Well, sometimes while I'm doing the work. Um, so it, l- let me see if I can uh, just kind of throw in here and because and, I, I use this analogy when we were initially talking about this mm-hmm. uh, episode initially. When you're doing alphas in particular, uh, and then we'll move on to betas later, but when you're doing an alpha, you're really looking at foundational yes. stuff. You are looking at the bones. You're looking at structure. You're not looking at no word choice stuff, You're no not even, grammar. Nope, not even really even like prose choices or anything exactly. like that. It's basically, let's build this story up so that it will hold together when we do the other exactly. work. Exactly. And so that's where I'm at. <laughs> cool. And I have a pretty strong outline. I have a really strong idea of what needs to happen. But I've had all kinds of sort of recent story structure things that I've been talking about with one of my alphas in particular, my friend Val. Valerie Valdez. She is an instructor at the Brainery. So my <laughs> my dear friend Val has to tolerate all of my story bullshit. <laughs> but I will do uncaffeinated. things. Uncaffeinated. Yeah, uncaffeinated. Mm-hmm. But so I will do things like spit at her. Just, you know, I really need to add another character to this thing. And... Sometimes she's actually already thought about those kind of things for me. <laughs> we had this this week. <laughs> I was like, I need to expand the cast of my my crew here by by one. And I'm not joking. <laughs> Her answer on Slack was literally hot doctor. Think Simon Tam from Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> It's only later you find out she's had that answer queued up for the last what? 24 hours. This is how you, you differentiate an, an alpha reader, in my view. As someone who thinks about your story sometimes more than you do. <laughs> <laughs> the advantage of an alpha, I, I feel at this point for you, Jay, is essentially it's basically somebody outside of your process, outside of your internal process who can look at it. And see kind of the same things that you do, but from a different angle. Yes. So you can that person sees what's missing. Yes, absolutely. And building relationships with those kind of people take time. I mean, she and I have been yes. friends for at least five years. So we've we've had enough time to kind of cultivate an understanding of what 
what you, what each of us is trying to do with any given thing that we're writing. In general, when you're trying to cultivate the kind of people that you are working at this particular kind of story level with, it takes time and you're going to have situations where you think you've got that person and maybe they're not right for every single project that you have. It may be that they are they are right for the one book that you're writing and then you need somebody else to talk to for your short story stuff or like there's this is one of those things where everybody has their own path. And but right. it's something sure. that I would encourage you to to look at. This is more of a developmental thing that you're doing as you're writing. Yes. I think of critique as something that you do on a work that has the end written on it once minimum sure you've also mentioned having beta readers yes and you think that that's also different from critique beta reading is closer to critique but i would say that it's still big picture stuff where i think of critique as where you're starting to do things like pick apart language where a beta reader is different from an alpha reader in reader in that they're they're taking a big picture approach and maybe mm-hmm. they're pointing out a couple of things here and there, but they're sure. not going to. And that's we were it came up when we were talking about it before we actually started recording. But like what we what we called critique at, at Viable Paradise, I would class as being closer to beta reading because you're taking a big okay. picture and you have a relatively overview type of feedback with maybe written comments that are more detailed and the written details would be a critique but it's a little Mm -hmm. different from like sitting down in a ring in a group with a manuscript and doing uh what we would think of as like a milford style sure trade-off sure yeah beta it sounds like betas and critiques are close but there is still a different there's still a more of a uh making sure that the story means what you mean it to say during a beta versus right. yeah that there's that kind of thing the, the, again the big picture stuff the the making sure that the story that you're telling is a story and not a vignette <laughs> which is surprisingly difficult to see sometimes when you're on the inside of a story True. um so um there are also actually different styles of doing alpha reading sure like, uh, for example, I've been doing some alpha reading for Murder Robinette Koal. Yes. Ding. <laughs> Ding. Lucky. Ding. Lucky, lucky person. What she does is that she has a bunch of people who get early access to stuff as she writes it. And you give your general comments on it and, you know... If there's something you want to see more of and if there's something obvious and mm-hmm. so on. Like, I think she's talked on maybe writing excuses mm-hmm. or her blog about how the alpha readers, myself included, on <laughs> um, of A Noble Family kind of changed how it ended mm. oh. oh that's a, i'm gonna have to that's cool we'll Dude. have to get that in the show notes because yeah. i want to yeah know. i need to know more about it myself <laughs> from what i understand she has an outline when she starts mm-hmm. and then she writes a chapter or two ahead of her alpha readers and then she starts posting them on 
a password protected page on her blog. Mm. Yeah. And then you but, comment as if on a normal blog post and Yeah. Does that lead to conversations between to the it. alpha readers? Uh sometimes, yeah. That's really cool. That actually sounds similar yeah. to what we do. My my writers group, we have a Slack channel. Mhm. So we have channels for each of our like big projects. So I have a channel for my novel. And uh, I also have a channel for my space smut. <laughs> so you all have channels for your projects. Yeah, so we all have channels for our projects. And if you have one of those alpha reader questions, you pop into your channel and and you ask. So, for example, I popped into mine the other day and asked. I was like, you know, I think I need to add at least one character to my cast because I only have five people that are not viewpoint characters here. I need, I think, one more to balance it out. And uh, yes, and then that was when Val bounced back with Hot Doctor. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Um, But, you know, so we'll, we'll spitball questions like that in in our channels and that makes it easier for keeping track of idea development because you can track the conversation and see like where you changed directions on something or you know you kind of get the back and forth and and sometimes i'll have two or three of them that chime in valerie's my numero uno but there's also my friend matthew and my friend rick they both uh they both pop in pretty regularly into that channel and uh yeah so that's sort of how we do all of the fine-tuning on the detail stuff that that i actually need to even be able to do the writing and so that's another place where i would differentiate this from critique because it's like the idea generation stage sure Mm -hmm. yeah I, i find that to be really helpful for me just in terms of trying to figure out well all the shit that needs to figure it out when you're yeah. writing a novel <laughs> sure well those those are actually i mean both your example and and the one that nina gave about mary Robinette cole and and the, the change of the end those are good examples of what happens in an alpha is basically you know figuring out what what the story is and how it works so yes that's a good yeah, yeah. and i think that a lot of writers don't spend enough time at that stage that's one of those things that I struggle with when I'm giving critique to somebody who doesn't write in this fashion, because a lot of times people who don't spend enough time at the idea generating phase, when they have a finished manuscript, it's there's still kind of too much work that needs to be done on it. Mm -hmm. And it can be really frustrating to try and just because you have to pull apart so many different things. Like, why did you make this character decision this early on? Because that character decision really defined in a bad way. <laughs> um, yeah. This character decision really negatively defined the the arc of the rest of the book, and it's like right. okay, what so do you do with that? I'm probably one of those writers because <laughs> I don't actually have my own alpha reader group. Sure. So mm-hmm. you know, it's so a legit how concern. do you go about I... creating that? Well. So there are a lot of ways, and you have access to many, many writers, so you're in a good situation. I've actually been starting to use you, Jay, uh, as as my <laughs> alpha reader type thing, or rather alpha plotter type thing. That's alpha, well, alpha plotter is maybe even a better way to describe it, because that is, sometimes it's not about doing the reading yet, it's about the 
well, I have this idea and I have that idea. How do I fit them together? Oh, yeah. And that, sure. I still, yeah. th- I still fit that in the alpha category. So, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, no, and I, you know. and I, I, I am an inveterate spitballer. So I, I, I'm very pleased to hear that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But, um, oh, so I, I always feel like I'm just abusing your kind will. No, I, you have to understand story is just churning in my head at any given time that's literally like how i function so i enjoy doing that for other people (laughs) because it allows me to stop thinking about mine (laughs) so so that means that i'm going to be abusing you even more please please do there we go anyways let me let me just illustrate what kind of just happened here is that nina acquired a resource (laughs) for a specific thing here they talked about it they agreed about something this This is is how how alpha groups this is how you get that forms yes but yeah we've been chatting for what just over a year now yeah almost Mm -hmm. every day yeah I, yeah. What I'm surprised at is that you're only just now figuring out I'm one of your alphas. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. It's just that you're declaring is, it now. <laughs> yes. Is this, a, this is a Val situation, right? <laughs> this, this is, is basically <laughs> what happened with me and Val, yes. So, Jay, Jay you're, you're Nina's hot doctor, essentially. So. <laughs> but I don't look anything well, like Sean Mann. Well, well. No, it, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I prefer re- River River Song in any I don't case. Like river so, you either. Know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you'll be your own River Song. I have I have pulled out a a wonderful wonderful resource. It's, it's which so we've mentioned that if you mention it by name, using the word wonder, and referring to it as a book. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, Jeff Vandermeer's Wonder Book. They have an entire section of this book on revision. And I, I, of the sections of this book that were valuable to me, that one was the most valuable. Purely because it talks about a lot of things that I already knew but hadn't quantified. And Mm -hmm. so what Jeff calls them in this is first readers. So I think of a first reader as a beta. Um, I have a couple of readers who are maybe like zero readers because first is, implies that they're, they're, they're first, but there's somebody who comes in front of that for me. Um, but yes, so I, they... I think Stephen King also calls them first readers. Yes. And it's yeah. it's a term that, that gets used in a similar fashion. So we you could connect that. If you have a first reader, you probably have a beta. Sure. Um yeah. Although in 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 the way that Mary uses first readers, they're definitely alphas. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's because of the way that she's distributing the material. Because you're getting a few yes. chapters at a time, but you're reading, you're not discussing. Whereas I definitely have yeah. like discuss blob of text <laughs> uh discuss blog blob of text discuss blob of text kind of process and um sure. yeah so then ma- mine is maybe a little tiny different that, than that but it's still the same ballpark so anyways sure. in this particular uh lovely wonderful wonderful book um the process for choosing your first readers 
other a few different categories that are highlighted as things to focus on. Um, diversity. So finding a pool of people who are divergent from you in ways. And those ways can be many and varied. Um, these are not necessarily purely physical or cultural diversity. It's also things like even just their taste in literature. Uh, having people who don't necessarily love the kind of stuff that you write can be very helpful and very humbling. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, limit your numbers. You don't really need a very high number of beta readers or first readers. The um, more of them you have... Question. Yeah. How much of this are you reading right out of I'm literally just giving book? you the highlights, and then sure. you should still read it because there's lots of details. But, sure. Um, these are... No, I'm just asking oh. because it's yes. unclear. Ah, I'm just reading the, the, bold, the bold text, filling in sure. one sentence or so, and then sure. advising you if you do not already own Wonderbook to go get it. Yes, do. <laughs> because it is great. It is, it is delightful. Um, there it is. Yeah, so a limited number, because the more opinions you get, the more varied they're going to become. And the more varied they are, the less decisions you feel confident making, essentially. Analysis and empathy. You want some people who can take apart a story for one thing and some people who can empathize with character things. Specialists, people who understand a, a particular perspective or may be able to provide their expertise uh, in a particular field, um, especially if you're doing things like military science fiction, you're going to want somebody with military experience in your alpha or beta pool. Or horses. Horses. Horses and guns. Oh, horses and guns. Horses and guns. Horses and guns. Feedback. Do not screw them up. Reject the continual ego boost. Basically, don't find people who will just say anything is good. On the other hand, those are kind of nice as well. They are nice. Yeah. They need to be restricted to a very limited pool. Yes. Well, yes. okay. Hey, this this kind of goes back to, I mean, a part, part of the critique uh, thing that we talked about. You still need to recognize what parts are awesome yes. in your book. Mm -hmm. You still need your awesomes. What I'm going to say for that specifically is the people who don't have any meaningful commentary. People who are just like, oh, that's nice. People who, sure. who don't, yeah, who can't tell you why it's nice. They can't differentiate what they like about it from what they don't like. Sure. I, would, I would avoid those people as alphas and betas. They're great as final readers. They leave excellent <laughs> Amazon reviews, but they're not useful for craft. Yeah. They don't help yeah. you. Mm -hmm. So the last thing listed here is that turnover is kind of an inevitability. Sure. You will have people who fall in and out of your critique circle or your alpha circle or your beta circle. But it's actually kind of important to refresh the the fish stocks, as it were. Yeah, sure. So let me take this a little different direction. This is this is from a book that I actually am. Uh, it's an audio book that I'm listening to right mm -hmm. now. But the concept Concepts here that that are in uh, this couple of chapters in it are pretty similar, and the book is Creativity Inc. Ooh. by oh. Ed. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, we just all went like, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I've, I've read that. Yeah, it's it's really good, and uh, I'm 
I'm actually, like I said, I'm doing an audio book of it right now. And yeah, it's a little bit about management and management and team, but it spends a lot of time talking about creativity, forming a creative, uh, creative group. And they spend a lot of time, especially about midway in, in the book, they st- spend a lot of time talking about creating uh, a team to put out a good story. Yes. And there are some, there are some things that you need to have. You need to have people that you trust. You need to have people who are generally positive. It, it, you want to have people excited about your work and want to see you succeed. People who want to see you um, successful are so important. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because that, that'll, that'll change the, the nature of the, the critique that you get. Because even if they're saying something that, hey, you need to fix it, and it may be a, this massive, huge thing that needs to be fixed, hearing it from somebody with a positive spin versus anything less than that can yes. <laughs> yeah. really... Well, yeah. I mean, there's people, too, that, that don't want you to succeed more because they they're giving you feedback because they don't feel great about their own work, which is another thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, and it's a whole different yeah. it's thing. a whole different thing, and it so, sucks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so another thing that that you need to have for for your group, for your creative group, is that these people need to feel like they can be candid with you. Yes. That they yes. can tell you anything. Now, can't uh, the, um, in the book he makes a distinction between candid and honesty because the, if if you ask somebody to be candid about your work. They're going to phrase it in a way that is useful for you yeah. versus if you ask them to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> um, it gives a very yeah, different it, tone. You, it does. It does. So you want somebody to be candid about the book. And speaking of, let me just mention that right now. What we're talking about here generally, uh, alphas, betas, whatever, we're talking about longer works. Yes. You're yeah. typi- typically not going to have one for a short story because the work put into it you still want people to read it and, and critique your short story or whatever, right. but you know, rewriting, if you have to rewrite a short story, it's not as big of a deal. If you have to rework a third of your yes. book. Yeah. Yeah. It's a difference of 3000 words, words versus, you know, 30,000 words or more. Yeah. Right. Probably right. more. Yeah. So cultivating that team, your, your team, your book team, your big project team is really important. I, I'm actually surprised about how Mary is doing it. Actually, that's kind of gratifying because it seems like it's really working for her. Yeah, I was just, yeah, I was just thinking recently that my little creative team. I'm probably going to need somebody local that I can talk to, that I can sit across from a table um, and talk about works candidly because I think. The nonverbal facial expressions, the, you know, the, the, the little ticks that you normally get live. I wanted to hammer on that local thing with you really quickly, just because, yes, sure. you do, if at all possible. And for many people, it's not. And that's OK. Right. But if it's possible, you want to have somebody that you can have the one on one in person with. I am lucky enough. Yes. That my my particular partner is a sci-fi person Mm -hmm. and his taste is different enough from mine that he can look at my stuff in a way that is not purely like, oh, that's nice. He (laughs) he like can meaningfully talk about story. And I mean, that's part of why we're together. But, you know, (laughs) um, so he can kind of like 
assess why I'm doing things and take them apart a little bit and and can tell me, like, yeah, I really still just didn't really get what this character was doing in this chapter. And then it's like, yeah, the facial expressions in that conversation are, are actually really helpful because you can kind of read, like, is it frustrating? Is it... Mm-hmm. Like ugh, boring. Yeah. All of those, all of those no. ABCD reactions. Yeah, this is really interesting because my wife tends to be one of my final readers. <laughs> I tend not to go with her with an earlier reading, and maybe I, I should ask her about that if she's <laughs> interested in it's... in looking at earlier your work. <laughs> in so let me let me kind of I'm gonna circle back to what we said earlier is that you got to have people that you trust, mm-hmm. and that trust takes time. Yes. So uh, I'm getting to know more local writers, and I'm really excited about that, but I'm probably not going to use them for any alpha beta stuff for a while. Yeah. For a while, because mm-hmm. I, I have to get to know them better and their sure. strengths and, and their strengths and weaknesses. As an update to, you know, our goals update thing, mm-hmm. here's a little spoiler Ooh. for you guys. I have actually been working on an outline for Great. a book. You're on schedule. Yeah, I'm. You're I am on totally schedule. Totally on schedule. I I have an outline that's like four thousand over th- four thousand words. I'm not Whoa. even halfway through the book yet. It's kind of sad actually. But <laughs> <laughs> what I did is that I I pinged some of the people from uh, Viable Paradise, some of my friends, and said, "Do you have a second to look through something short and tell me if one if it's interesting, two does it sound like I'm on track or am I already going off of the rails?" And this is a third of the way through the, at that time, it was only 22, 2400 words. And I was not even a third of the way into the book. Um, And I sent it out to them. I got some great, meaningful uh, feedback on that, which basically was, I'd probably read this. I have questions about this, which was perfect. That's exactly what I need. And th- that's that's part of my alpha process for that's the other side of this something. is that everybody does it differently and you have to figure out your own yeah. way. Sure. Mm-hmm. And that that's a pretty good way. I feel like you have a good idea there. Thank you. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so. So. In summary. <laughs> can we summarize this? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I don't think I... so. Oh, I... actually, I, I I can summarize it. Yeah. Go, go get it. Wonderbook. <laughs> Find writer friends. Yes. We yeah. always come back to that finding and your read... tribe thing. But it really Finding your tribe. It... Reading Wonderbook and reading Creativity Inc. Yes, that's another good one. Yes. Um I will say basically just there is a difference between alphas, betas, and critiquers. And if you think about it in order, A, B, C how i yeah. do it now you can pull from your critiquers and this is actually a good method for for finding those people if you find people that you critique with that you mesh with well that's sort of how you can bump them up the ladder a little bit you can kind of sure you can kind of say like well okay so i really liked your opinions on this story could i show you something that's a little bit earlier in in development and that's sort of how you do it the other thing is that you want to you want to figure out some way to be giving some kind of fair trade. Sure. Val and I yeah. both pretty much 
spit at each other all day so that's that's just how it works but you may need to be more of a critiquer for one person and more of an alpha for somebody else and sure figuring out how how to balance is really important right and you might not be you may not be an alpha for that person you may yeah. not even be a critiquer for that person but yeah you hell, don't need to be maybe one they need for an one. editor right Maybe they need somebody who can do line edits real well. Things like that. Yes. Sure. The places where you can contribute. So, Tim, have you read any good books lately? Yeah. Actually, I, I've been kind of on a reading spree lately, which is super enjoyable. I'm a big fan of Lois McMaster, Bujold, and... Mm -hmm. For Cossackin books. <laughs> Jay is going ape yeah. over there. <laughs> well, she should be. Uh, I recently read uh, one I hadn't. Uh, Ganda is really good. It's a Miles for Cossackin book. Uh, what else do you have to say? It's really I know. Good. I'm sitting here like, what do it's, you even say about that? Yeah. Miles for Cossackin. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's the best of the I love Lois. I love Lois. She's so, uh, yeah, I love the books. So there you go. Can, can I tell you one of the things <laughs> that I really like about the Verkosikin books? And yes, basically, please, uh, please her, uh, Bujold's books in general. Um, I, I love the whole fact about the, I mean, there's sort of the, the veneer of a military sci-fi, blah, blah, blah. But it's more like spec op kind of thing. But I love the fact that she always manages to get a romance in there. There's always this kind of the, the she straddles this line with romance and tender feelings and okay, well, Jay, hey. ah. what have you I've been reading? I've also been reading Space Opera. That <laughs> 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 should surprise nearly no one. <laughs> so I actually just started this one this five in the morning and I'm about a third of the way through. Uh, Susan Jane Bigelow's The Daughter Star. Which is oh. um, very, I would say, uh, relatively classic space opera, um, mm -hmm. but just really incredibly well written, and um, the characters are incredibly well developed. The aliens that she has come up with are, and I'm not an aliens person. People who know my reading habits and know my space opera habits, like, even though I like, I, I, I yeah, I just. I don't. I, ha I usually have hesitations about aliens right. because sure. aliens are hard. They, well, the thing they is are. that they're they're so often used as a metaphor for racism without actually well, having any other human races, and that's yeah. right. In any case, the the story is is focused on a a family and and sort of the trials and tribulations of that family. Uh, in the centered in in a um space freighter scenario which mm -hmm. if anybody knows anything about me knows that that's already talking to my heart <laughs> <laughs> no <sh> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, and um I, i've gotten to know susan on online and, and she's absolutely delightful so i kind of want to specifically pick her book out and say ah oh, her book is also delightful so go read it <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah uh, yes. So, The Daughter Star, Susan Jane Bigelow. Nina, what are you reading? Well, I've also also been on a 
reading Rampage lately. I've, I've read a lot of fairy tales, which may have informed some of what I've been talking about, mm -hmm. but <laughs> I'm not going to go oh. with a fairy tale book. Oh. Surprised you didn't. Uh, yes, <laughs> very much so, actually. So I'm, I'm actually going to recommend that you read N.K. Jemisin's A Hundred Thousand Kingdoms. Oh. Because hey. yesterday I finished the um, second book in the series. And it was awesome. Mm -hmm. But uh, A Hundred Thousand Kingdoms uh, basically... It's... <laughs> I'm just sitting here... <laughs> We keep picking books where it's like, I don't even know how to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that book so, so much. So I'm like, I'm sitting here in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. A Hundred Thousand Kingdoms is a place where gods exist among mortals. And there's, um, there's this ruling sort of despotic family called the Airy Mary mm -hmm. who basically colonialized the entire continent of Africa and the main character is oh I forgot her name oh no I can't remember it either <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the worst with, with any of those kind of things though. <laughs> I should look that up no. Yeah. Just a second. Yeah, no worries. I'm going to drink my there coffee. There we go. Yena. Uh, yeah. Yena is uh, basically from the north. Mm-hmm. But, but she's not white. So no one is actually white in this book. And it's kind of not ever made into a thing. Very cool. So anyway, she's basically like an emissary to the to the fortress of Skye, which mm -hmm. is the ruling castle of the Arimeri, where at least three of the gods live mm -hmm. or are forced to live and things happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Things happen is pretty much the way you can describe it. That's beyond that. <laughs> it, it It's pretty much also how you describe the second book in the yeah. series. Yeah. <laughs> so right. uh, the thing is, we are also attending Worldcon, all of us. All of us. All of us. Witness. Yes! <laughs> Shiny and chrome. Anyway, I'm actually on the programming. Yes. I will be talking about world building, or rather, the topic is extreme but workable societies on Thursday from noon till 1 p.m. Mm -hmm. That'd be 1300 mm -hmm. hours. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this, is a, this is a measurement of time we use. We people who actually use 24 hour days. <laughs> You barbarians. <laughs> As humans, yes. Uh, the second thing is I will be talking about uh, steampunk with Gaelic Harriger. Yeah. 
on Friday from 1,400 hours to 1,500 hours. So two to three That's for us heathens. Two to three. <laughs> yes, yep. two to three to your he- to you heathens. <laughs> then later and... that same day, I will be talking about rebooting comics characters, mm-hmm. which is yeah. going to be awesome. That should And there's a lot to talk about yes. there. Because there's been a lot of reboots of characters lately. So, and that is at Friday at um, eighteen hundred hours to nineteen hundred hours, six to seven, six to seven p.m. (laughs) (laughs) The translation there. Eighteen (laughs) hundred heathens, heathens. We're just providing a a simple translation for people. Yeah. So, so so that means I'm going to be in the audience. <laughs> yes. On and, Thursday. And I. From one to two. Hooray. Yeah. On Friday from two to three and six to seven. <laughs> so if you super want to look for me and sit next to me while I root for Nina, that's what you do at these <laughs> things, right? You sit there with your pom-poms out? Sure. Sure. Really? Oh, um, okay. I, I've, I, I haven't been to I a writer's so. track convention thing you may really I, i've i've done conventions that had panels but not but, but nothing like this writer track nothing nothing okay. writer focused everything i mean can't be that different it was like you know art no, focused it's but. not it's not topics can be a little deeper than what you normally get at a, at a... oh no oh no strong feelings <laughs> so. well yes. your audience anyway. is debating with you so yes. anyway, Long story short, uh, Nina's got N- Nina's got three panels that she's going to be on. Yes. Uh, Nina, Jay, and, and I. I. Oh, go ahead. I will accept. I will also accept people throwing roses at my feet. Right. As well you should. <laughs> As well you should. <laughs> and the dog agrees. Yes. <laughs> I think he's so. disagreeing. Ah. <laughs> he wants he anyway. wants you to throw dog treats that he can take <laughs> there you go yes i see how it is um <laughs> but yeah so we will also be roving around yes the con. yes we're, we're we're still discussing about uh some certain things but we've got some surprises that we want to uh we'll probably announce them first on twitter yes um and we're going to have a lot of fun there. Also, can we also say, well, we don't know the time or anything like that, but we will also be doing a live Mad Writers Union at Worldcon. We will. With yes. Ke- Kelly Spara. Yes. Or KM Spara. Spara. He K- pronounces and- it Spara. 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 I know. I, so, I know. In my head, it's Spara, too, because, I, because Russian and yes. Polish. Yes. But, yeah, no, he's Sparrow. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Anyway. So we'll be hanging out with live episode. Kelly Sparrow. Yep. Live episode, three of us, Kelly. Uh, time and date to be announced. Topic. Um, probably varied. Topic. <laughs> yeah. If you have questions, <laughs> we'll take those, too. Yeah. If you have... <laughs> yep. Anyway, we are going to have fun, and we would like you to join us. Um, come say World hello. Mm-hmm. Come say hello. We have stickers. Yes. How many stickers do we have? And yeah, good question. A bunch. A bunch. <laughs> <laughs> well Assuming played. Assuming I find them. Right. Please find them. 
<laughs> Otherwise, we're going to be really sad looking. <laughs> yes. Plus, we have some other fun things that we're planning on doing, but we're not quite ready to uh, broadcast announce them quite yet. We're, we're yeah, we're Watch working those space. out. But yeah, exactly. Watch out for scorpions. <laughs> This has been the Mad Writers Union. Now let's get to work. Our intro music is Cephalopod, and our interlude music is Exotics, both by Kevin McLeod at IncomTech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Greetings, fellow mad people. Would you like to guess how many times I wrote the end credits? You can submit your answer and reach us at our website, madwritersunion.com. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash themadwritersunion. You can tweet to us on our Twitter handle at madwritersunion. And last but not least, you can email us at madwritersunion at gmail.com. If you enjoy our podcast and want to help spread the word, please leave a review at iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast repository. Your assistance is noted and stored in the great Mad Writer's semi-functional killer AI computer. When the singularity finally arrives, you'll want to be on this list. Wow. I'm gonna give Dean that. Well, here, here. No, no, no. Here, let, let me see if I can throw this back. back. Jesus. Are you okay? We have to wait for Nina to recover. She actually has to physically sit back up for us. To... How many fingers am I holding up? I can't see you. <laughs> She's literally crying okay. so hard. She oh, can't man. see us. <laughs> Actually, that was because I had Goodreads open for 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 for, for, for the she reading did. recommendations. <laughs>